0: for join me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Box and News today. We've got some updates and uh, headlines from around the world uh, all revolving I would say around money. Money might be the focus of today's today's uh, episode. Uh, bear with me though. Uh, I will offer some uh, some results uh, primarily out of uh, Japan and Germany uh, regarding some recent fights, but let's start off with uh, the big shall we say news of the day involving Canelo Alvarez who is looking to return to Matchroom after accepting an offer from PBC last year to join their stable uh, for a couple of fights uh, after previously being with Matchroom. So it looks like uh, Eddie Hearn has stepped in after the Berlanga fight and... uh, would offer uh, a lot of money, and we'll get into the money in a second. But he would he would like to offer Canelo uh, to fight Edgar Berlanga and Jaime Magia instead of David Benavides and Terence Crawford. So uh, yeah, the, the money is nothing to sneeze at. By the way, so it seems like. Uh, PBC were offering in the range of 35 million bucks to Canelo uh, to fight uh, Mungia. It seems like he was offering uh, 55 million dollars, I think, uh, to, to possibly fa- fa- face uh, one of the other uh, American fighters. Uh, but that, that wasn't that wasn't really uh, the kind of money that uh, Canelo was interested in. Uh, he was more interested in apparently. Um, you know, the, the $100 million range, shall we say. So uh, now is that Saudi money or is that gonna be made available through a- Amazon and PBC? And the answer is no. So it seems like Canelo is going to leave uh, PBC and their deal with Amazon and uh, rejoin for a couple of fights, uh, Matchroom and DAZN uh, for money. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, you know, he went, when you're talking about who says what, uh, this is all being reported by Fernando Schwartz out of uh, Mexico, uh, Canelo does not accept another. Canelo threatened Al Heyman and BBC, otherwise Charlo will not fight. This is what Canelo said, and I quote, well, it's not Jermal, there. sorry, well, if it's not Germal, then there's no fight in May. So apparently, uh, BBC were offering Jermal or sorry, not offering Jermal Charlo and obviously not offering the right amount of money either. Uh, You know, Berlanga might be a good fight because I think he's a Puerto Rican, not mistaken. So there might be some good interest out of the East Coast of the States and maybe the Southwest uh, with respect to Canelo fighting. But, uh, you know, when you take a look at uh, who's fighting who these days and how much money is being thrown around, it's getting a bit ridiculous at the top of the pile um you might take a look at some some recent uh fights and and what has happened as i look at my various screens here i see that uh you know we've got quite a few examples of uh, fights and how much money has been made uh most recently take a look at uh you know I don't know how much uh, Berlanga made uh, by knocking out uh, Patrick Macquarie over the over the weekend there, uh, you know, and then then putting himself you know ahead of the pile so to speak, ahead of Benavidez, ahead of Munguia, and even Jamal Charlo in the in the over Alvarez sweepstakes. So maybe Berlanga does have a chance, especially seeing he's with uh, uh, the matrium people, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the Canelo front. Um, you know and from a fighting perspective you know Munguia is pretty pretty well I'm going to say it easy easy now yeah, for for Canelo uh but it won't it won't sell it won't sell in the states um uh, Benavidez isn't the easy one for Canelo and it's worth therefore far more than the 55 million dollars likely that that PBC were offering and as I said before probably in the 100 million dollar range but that's certainly out of uh the range of i would imagine amazon who uh realistically you know don't want to deal with that kind of money for for a boxing match there's a high risk venture for them um you know if uh if canelo de- declines the offer fr- from pbc which he's apparently he has done now and is now sorting things out with matchroom it would allow Benavitas by the way uh to move up to 175 and face uh uh, Alexander uh, Govzik, I think we we mentioned this last week, for the interim WBC title and a mandatory spot to put himself in a position to challenge for the Undisputed Championship against uh, Berbiev and uh, Dmitry Bivol, whoever wins that one. Uh, going up against Benavides, that would be a really good fight. That would be worth a lot of money. And it might be interesting to see if the Saudis would be putting up money for that as well. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably why Canelo is thinking uh, you know, hey man, shouldn't I be getting that $100 million? Shouldn't I be fighting Saudi Arabia? But it'd be interesting to see, it will be interesting to see what the Saudis have to think about all this. Uh, like can he command that kind of money uh, from the Saudis? I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's as far as I'm going to go on that one. You know, and quite frankly, if you look at the history books, you'd, you'd argue this is the Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao situation all over again. Uh, uh, but again, that was uh, considerably larger in, 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 the, in the boxing audience's point of view, uh, and far more entertaining anyway. But, uh, I mean, who is Canelo Alvarez after all? He's someone who's picked and cho- chosen as fighters as he's moved forward in his career, and he's nearing the end of his career, quite frankly, as we all know. Uh, So who will he fight? He'll fight who he wants to. But will that command the kind of money that he wants? And will it generate the kind of reach he wants? Will it cement his legacy? I am not sure. Those are questions that remain to be answered. So speaking of Better BF, um, you know, and Googling around the Internet, I see that uh, with respect to his fight against Callum Smith, um, again, there there you have uh, Better BF uh, fighting out of Montreal um, on now you might have moved to uh, Las Vegas, but anyway, uh, and Callum Smith fighting out of England. Uh, those two fighters uh, were, you know, looking looking at a purse of just slightly over two million bucks when they, they they recently fought. So how did it all break down? You know, top rank, you know, having secured those those rights uh, with that winning bid of I think it was two point one million dollars, uh, you know, set the financial terms for the clash. And better BayF, who's the IBF, WBC, and WPO light heavyweight champ uh was set to receive 1.3 million the lion's share uh of that 70 percent uh, of the 90 percent available on that winning bid uh smith ranked number three by the ring in light heavyweight category will, would have taken home 500,000 uh, dollars and making up that 30 percent of the 90 percent bid so you know when you look at the, the money at the end of the day there's better be of uh, battling Callum Smith for less than two million dollars and now you're talking canelo in the range of not 55 but 100 million dollars and if you want to take it one step further let's let's bring uh tyson fury into the mix here i remember bob arum saying a while back you know if the saudis would offer tyson fury 100 million dollars you'd simply laugh at them you know laugh uh, that's a, a laughable amount of money for tyson fury and it's more in the range of $200 million to get Tyson Fury in the ring over in Saudi Arabia. So $200 million uh, versus the $2 million that Bev and Callum Smith were fighting for. Just to give you an example of the purse monies that are available. So speaking of uh, purse monies that probably were pretty low, I'm guessing here, uh, heavyweights uh, Victor Faust and Igor Shavazdusky scored uh, early victories uh at the black Blackwells Fight Club in Germany. Uh recently after a long break due to a back injury Faust now 12 and 1 scored a fourth round TKO over Marcus Amuda who's now 25 and 13. Um, Faust dropped Amuda in round 2 and finished him in round 4. Uh, Faust by the way was coming off his first loss uh against WBO uh, sorry WBA number 6 Linier Perot 12 months ago. Um, in the co feature, as I said, heavyweight Digor shevaduski he's now 11 and one. Pounded previously unbeaten Adonis uh, Bershaw, he's now seven and one for three rounds, and the bout was uh, stopped at the beginning of round number four. Shevodusky is returning after defeat against you might recall WBA uh, number one rated Martin Bacoli back in April of last year. So, some good fighting out of uh, Germany, and let's have a quick look here at uh, Something another fight that took place. Let's have a see if I 48 uh, year old former world champion Asselino Popo Fritas, 41 and 2, by the way, 34 knockouts. Uh, returned to the ring to demolish 198 pound bodybuilder Kyber Bam Bam in one minute at the Rivas Apollo Arena in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, Fridas dropped Bam Bam with a left hook in the first 15 seconds and then finished him with a barrage of punches, including a brutal rabbit punch when Bam Bam turned his back. Uh, Fridas and Bam used to be friends, uh, but they had a falling out leading this grudge match. So, some interesting news. Sorry, some laughs. Should be laughing. Should be laughing. But uh, there you go. Some some good headlines uh, out of uh, Brazil. Uh, my good friend, uh, Joe uh, Koizumi, out of. Uh, Tokyo is reporting on uh, nine Japanese uh, boxers who are world title holders. And he'd like me to mention them. The Undisputed, uh, 122, Nayana Inui, He's 26 and 0, as we all know. 23 knockouts. Uh, WBA, 118 pounds. Takuma Inui, we'll talk about him in a second. WBO, 118 pounds. Junto Nakatani, we'll talk about him in a sec. 27 and 0, by the way. Uh, 20 knockouts. WBA 115 pounder, Kazuto Ayoka, 31, 2, and 1. WBO 115 pounder, Kozai Tanaka, 20, and 1. WBA 112 pounder, Sergo Yun Akai, uh, 19, 2, and 1. WBC WBA 108 pounder, Kenshiro Teriji, uh, 23, and 1. WBC 105 pounder, Yudai Shagyoka, 8, and 0. Oh. And rounding out that top 9, IBF 105 pounder, uh, jinjiro shagyoka so um our good friend uh, joe uh, over in uh, tokyo is saying you know, he's hoping uh, to have 10 uh, title holders by the end of the year so we'll we'll see uh because we are keeping track of uh, boxing in japan these days and uh, joe's certainly keeping us informed as to who's doing well um over in argentina it looks like unbeaten Jose Aguera, 11-0 of Argentina, demolished Francisco Lucero recently out of Mexico, by the way, in uh, round one uh, at the Casino Buenos Aires in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, Midway through round number one, Aguera caught Lucero with a quick left hook to the chin that sent Lucero hard to the canvas. Lucero beat the count, however, but Aguero... Uh, quickly overwhelmed him with a high volume of punches against the ropes, promoting the referee to stop the bout. So Iguera retained his WBA Federal Latin Super Featherweight title, and the official time to stop, which is one minute 16 seconds. So I'm going to talk about the Takuma in a way, Canhas, uh, Can, uh, Ancahas, a uh, great Filipino fighter, um, in a second, because uh, in a way, uh, it's, uh, that's monsters. That's, uh, uh, Monster's brother, uh, you, you know, he's the bantamweight uh, Takuma. In a way, he's now nineteen and one, anyway, he beat he beat the Filipino, and uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, because when we're talking about money, it's interesting to see um, the W. WA, that was for WBA uh, world title clash over in Tokyo, by the way, and as I said, way won it. Uh, And and it brought in rewards a little less than a middleweight eliminator in uh, New Jersey. Uh, So quite frankly, uh, not probably a lot of money to you and me. But uh, when it comes to boxers uh, fighting for title, not a lot of money indeed on the line there. Uh, So three of those uh, four um, undercard bouts were uh, for titles, as I mentioned. And as I said, uh, one of the most successful Filipino boxers in recent years, and Kajas, uh held the IBF Junior bantamweight belt for six of those years, defending it nine times for a total of get this, $995,000. Less than a million bucks. Uh, might have shaded just over a million given bonuses, but not much more. That's a total figure for seven years of boxing. A career that saw him dominate the division. Uh, so, you know, when we're talking about uh, money these days, it is getting a bit ridiculous in the men's divisions, I gotta say. And who's leading that race? Tyson Fury. Anyway, uh, let's have a quick look here at the pound-for-pound pound lists. Uh, out of BoxingNews247.com. Um, uh, let's see, The uh, since the inception, we saw uh, fight fans, boxing fans, constantly debating the, the current pound-for-pound uh, pound lists. who deserves to rank at the top or closer to the top there was no business being there but somehow put there anyway which brings us uh to the simply fantastic boxing card uh the fans were treated to this past weekend over in tokyo which i've just mentioned where three world title fights took place with each fight proving well worth watching with some quite astonishing skills witnessed indeed while uh while japanese stars um For a reason, Kosei Tanaka and Takuma Inoue both won great fights, looking great. Uh, with both either winning another world title in in the case of Tanaka or retaining one in the case of Inoue, the absolute shining star of the show was Junto Nakatini. Nakan Tini. Nakan Nakatini. Sorry, boys. An immensely blessed Southpaw, apparently a man who seemingly does it all with him throwing sharp and accurate punches with both hands, with him displaying superb timing and accuracy, and with Nakatini launching zingy power shots. Uh, Nakatini is also shown he has a defensive reflexes of a cat. Oh, and the 26-year-old has never once shown even the slightest sign of being tired in a fight. Add it all up. Sounds like Sugar Ray Robinson. Wow. High praise indeed. A lofty comparison for sure. But the term pound for pound seems to be one that perfectly suits Nagatini just the way it was invented for the original Sugar Ray. Like the greatest to ever do it, Nagatini has gone through some weight divisions, has done so with ruthless efficiency, not held back, and made to wait his turn for a shot at gold the way Robinson was. Nagatini won his first World title on his 21st outing since then nagatini who might not be at his peak yet and there's a scary thought of reaching every and we're out there right now he's gone from strength to strength he's a three-weight champ now in perfect 27-0 nagatini might never taste defeat that's how good he looks how good a great absolutely great as he's shown himself to be to repeat nagatini seems to have zero flaws he can punch with venom with either hand his ultimate speed uh timely speed Nagatini has textbook balance and accuracy to boot Nagatini has quite brilliant defense just look at how he can make a punch skim his chin by a fraction before he then strikes back in kind honestly says this writer this along with Nakatini's ability to land a shot that cannot be seen without the aid of instant replay is something to behold so boxing fans take note of that name uh, gentle Nakatini uh, let's have a quick look to round out this this uh, interesting show i might say um on the subject of money let's take a look at tio lopez who you might recall quit uh so let's take a look at uh, some of the money that he's made because a lot of people say well how much do these guys make okay you know, i get comments all the time and questions all the time sent to me uh, with respect to you know me just simply reporting on news and headlines results quotes quips uh, but you know facts of the matter are, are how much you know how much these guys making uh Let's have a quick look then at uh, Teofumo Lopez because he's battled guys like, uh, as we all know, Sandor Martin. Let's have a quick look here at that fight against uh, Sandor Martin. According to sports payouts, um, he earned his fattest jack for that Sandor Mountain fight. Uh, Sandor Mountain Martin, sorry, uh, which he undertook back in 2022 at the Madison Square Garden, saw Lopez register a split decision victory and reportedly earned $3 bucks for the fight. Wow! Uh, in a 2021 fight, we all remember against George Composas Jr. gave him his second biggest check back then. Uh, when he, uh, while he lost the coveted title defense in New York, he went home with 2.1 million dollars. Holy crap! Uh, his third biggest payday when he uh, when he fought the Mexican Pedro Campa. Uh, Lopez fought for the vacant NABF and WBO International Super Lightweight title. And after winning that fight through seventh round technical knockout, took home 1.7 million. <laughs> wow. So just goes to show you uh, how much these guys are making. And it's just up and down like a yo-yo. You're on a roller coaster ride, I got to admit. Uh, in, in October 2020, Teofomo Lopez undertook his maiden title challenge, by the way, in Las Vegas. He entered the ring to unify the IBF light belt with uh, Vasily Lomachenko, WBO and WBA uh, titles by winning the unanimous decision that night that Teiko Lopez earned $1.5 million. So, uh, last year in his most recent fight against Josh Taylor, by the way, at Madison Square Garden, Lopez won the WBO and the Ring Super Lightweight Championship and despite being the underdog against the undefeated champion, Lopez outclassed Josh Taylor, won by unanimous decision and for that confrontation earned a person $1.5 million so i'm just thinking that poor filipino guy and jahaz uh making less than a million dollars over seven years <laughs> anyway like i said tyson fury's looking at 200 million and i haven't seen uh, how much uh, in recent days these other fighters are getting paid over saudi Arabia, but it is worth looking at uh, from a fund perspective seeing i'll never make 1.00 percent uh, of that kind of money Anyway, thanks for for listening to me today. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you at eleven AM Eastern Time tomorrow here on Talk and Fight. Thank you.